0: The biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast
1: with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press podcast. I'm not going to waste any time today because our subject matter of today's episode deserves as much attention as possible. Um, There was obviously a horrific incident that took place in the Forest City Sunday evening. We've made international news in the absolute worst possible way. Um, I am joined by London Free Press reporter Jennifer Beeman, who has done a fantastic job bringing light to this family. Welcome, Jen. How are you hanging in?
0: It's, it's just, it hits your heart. Like you just, I, I felt this week, like we're kind of holding back tears at times. Like I drove to the vigil last night. It just kind of hit me in my gut, which is strange because I, um, you know, I'm a reporter. I've done this for, for years. I've covered all kinds of terrible things, but this one was just really, really deeply traumatic. And, and at a time too, when our community has spent 15 months apart from each other with the pandemic. And then the news at the residential schools really hit people in their in their soul on a deep level, and and now this. And so uh, it's been a heavy week for Londoners and, and the Muslim community here.
1: I just want to say thank you to start before we dive into this, because I know how heavy... I have felt this week, like I just feel gutted. Um, And like you, I've been fighting back tears. I did cry a little bit at the beginning of the week. I just, I'm devastated. And I know how daunting this has been for journalists and reporters. So thank you so much. You and Norman DeBono wrote a fantastic article in the pages of the LF Press and over at LFPress.com about this family. Now, the atrocity that happened, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau calling it a terrorist attack, Absolutely disgusting. Then you start reading about this family who was so deeply rooted in our community. Like this wasn't just I, I don't want to use the word average, but they weren't just an average family. They they had gone above and beyond. So I want to focus on them today and what we have learned so far. So let's talk about them because they were taking care of people spiritually, physically. This was a fantastic family. What can you tell me about them that we know so far?
0: So they they were just a model family and they were such a pillar in, in the, the London Muslim community. And I just wanted to say, you know, for you and I, we feel it in our hearts, like how heavy this is. Could you imagine being someone that was close to them? I mean, it's, it's hit everyone, but I really can't even wrap my head around the idea that what this loss means for the people that knew them the best. Um, you know, the mother was completing of just, you know, nearing the end of a PhD in environmental engineering. She was brilliant. She was a, a wonderful scholar who, Emigrated from Pakistan to Canada and, and just, just really had so much to offer the world. And, and the father, he worked at at least three nursing homes in the region, taking care of seniors, tending to their physiotherapy needs, making it so that they could move and walk without pain. And, and you know, really giving that gift to these people of, of just his expertise and, and his care. Um, Yumna, the, the teenage girl, uh, you know, she, she made a mural with her mother in, in the basement of the mosque uh, just last year. Um, and, and I mean, it's it, it was a beautiful mural to begin with, but now it's taken on such a, a deeper meaning for that community. Uh, the nine-year-old still in hospital—he's been orphaned um, just in an instant by this terrible atrocity. And you know, it, it's going to be—I have no doubt that people, everyone in London and, and the Muslim community, is going to step up to really give him the best life he can. Uh, and then the grandmother—I don't have her name yet. Uh, we've been working on it. But she she died as well, and it's 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 just such a, a dark thing, but, but this family was such a bright light. And I, I think that's really the, the feeling here. Um, but, but it, I mean, even if, even if they weren't such a spectacular role model family, it's disgusting that, you know, the, these people just don't get to exist anymore because of, of something just horrific like that. And it makes it feel worse because they were such wonderful people, but even if they weren't, it's it's still a disgusting thing, you know, like it, it's, it's tough.
1: Absolutely. And you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that they were this exceptional family. The it's just atrocious. What has happened? Like this is a multi-general generational family that is no longer with us. As you say, the nine-year-old has been orphaned. I just want to touch on the mural for a minute that was painted in the mosque, the quote painted shoot for the moon, even if you miss you will land among the stars. This really hit me. It's just, it's so sad that this was just done last year. And then now these are the circumstances that we were talking about both parents ties to Western university. Um, and I just, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the loss that this community is going to feel not only in the coming days, weeks, months, but years as well. So the mother, um, was very integrated in not only the Muslim community, but also educating other people about her faith. She was super passionate about it. Can you expand on that just like a little bit for us?
0: Yeah, she, she, she was just a brilliant person. She worked as a TA. She helped you know, students learn and and kind of make that transition from high school to university. Um, She worked with her daughter on that mural, which just shows how tight they were as a family. Um, you know, she, she really, they were such a light and everybody in that community had, had favorable, you know, they, they had, they had nothing but nice things to say about them because they were just, they were just good people. They were the kind of people you knew. And if you didn't even know them and you weren't even super close friends, you still knew of them. Of course you did. You know, it, it's, it's that tight knit of a community. Um, the, the 15 year old girl, Yumna, you know, she had, she had just graduated, uh, elementary school and was in grade nine. And, uh really, really had her whole life ahead of her. And it, you know, it sounds from everything I've heard that she was just a, a bright girl, just like her mother. And yeah, it, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you say about that. It's just, um it's tough. It's, it's really awful. And, and just kind of the, I think the one thing that was really kind of positive is, is the vigil last night when everybody came out to say, you know, to, to show their support, to say hello, to, to really show that they're allies. And I think that that was um, maybe one early step towards some kind of healing, but that's going to take a long, long time.
1: It's not only a tremendous loss for Londoners and what a black mark on our history here, um, but Canadians as well. This is just devastating. I'm glad you just mentioned the vigil. I know people came out in droves to support and show that there is still a sense of community here in a time that, like you say, we've been in the pandemic for 15 months. We've been apart from each other. I was blown away last night. Um, I also do want to touch on quickly, there are a ton of local businesses who are doing different offerings um, where you can buy a product from them and then that money is going to go towards, there's not one but two verified GoFundMe accounts that will go to the nine-year-old and extended family um, because this is just crazy. I do just want to caution people. uh, There was some rumors floating around online that there had been some not verified GoFundMe accounts to just make sure if you are donating, you are donating towards the right spot. With regards to the vigil last night, it was wild in the sense that people who were trying to get towards Oxford, police had shut down Oxford between Warncliffe and Platts Lane. People couldn't find parking to even attend. Um, Where the accident happened, Hyde Park and South Carriage Road, people were lined up four kilometres. You were on the ground what did you see when you were around at the vigil?
0: It was just really heartening to see the the turnout. I parked um, east of Warncliffe to get to the mosque, so I had, I had a little bit of a walk, but it was perfectly fine. Nice weather. Um, you know, I, I just the the volume of people that came out to show their support the Muslim community, the non-Muslim community, um, just everyone from all over just came out just to to be present with these people at this time and and. You know, I think it's, you know, it's not going to even come close to healing or changing what has happened, but it's at least in that moment a a concrete action of, of, you know, we care, we show, we care, we want to be here. And I think that's, that's something at least, you know, like you said, with GoFundMes and things down the road, there'll be a lot of time to discuss, you know, a permanent memorial or something like that. I'm assuming that that can only happen. I mean, how could it not? Um, but, you know, those things will take time. It's still really early days. This was only a few days ago. So it's um, there's a lot of, of soul searching and healing that needs to happen here. And I think Londoners need to, to really keep this in their hearts, even though the the panic and kind of the trauma of the event will we'll fade. I mean, we're a couple of days out now and in a week, it'll feel a little different, but to really remember and keep it top of mind in the weeks and months to come, just because the TV cameras aren't there, just because it's not a 10,000 people strong on Oxford Street, this community really needs to know that non-Muslims in London are there for them and, and to really commit as a whole community to, to making life better for the nine-year-old than the world that you know, so quickly took away his whole family.
1: There were a lot of signs last night at the vigil saying she was my friend. He was my friend. Um, And as, as you mentioned earlier, it's been devastating for Londoners, but I didn't know this family personally. And so to, to think about the family and friends of this family that are just gone now, wiped away in such a senseless, brazen act is crushing what how, how do you even begin to move forward as this extended family now? What are you hearing from family and friends of the family?
0: Well, you know, at the vigil last night, um, you know, the police are saying these this family was targeted because of their faith, because of the way they dressed. And they were, you know, identifiable to this this um, accused. And, you know, the, the woman who began, the vice chair of the mosque who began the thing said, you know, We're here because of our faith and our faith is what will get us through this. So in in the Muslim community, it will really be that tight knit group of people that that really gets them through. And in the broader London community, we need to take the opportunity to really look at ourselves, what we can do better to support our um, Muslim brothers and sisters, our neighbors, our friends, and, and just really commit to being better, being more you know really recommitting to that and i think it's it's tough that it takes a tragedy sometimes but we've seen in other times um this can really be a a call to action and really expose something that you know our, our Muslim neighbors know that that exists that maybe you isn't top of mind for you or I every day but um you know I think it's really gonna take a community effort and it's interesting it'll be important to see how that shakes out in the next, you know,
1: weeks and months, uh, what that looks like in London. I think you just hit the nail right on the head. Um, I can't even begin to imagine what the Muslim community is going through right now. Um, And some of the adversities they face that you or I may not even think about, uh, because we're not walking in their shoes i do want to touch on really quickly that at the bottom of your article over at lfpress.com there is a blue box says if you need help there is a phone number for the muslim resource center for social support and integration the london muslim mosque their phone number as well as the muslim association of canada westmount center their phone number as well so if you are listening to this and you need help in any capacity, or you want to help, or maybe you just want to get educated as well. All of those numbers are literally at the tips of your fingers. Um, Please, please, please just continue to keep this family in your thoughts. And this nine-year-old who in the coming weeks, days, months, years is going to be navigating this loss. It's and I I I'm at a loss of words. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for your time, Jen. I know this discussion in particular has been. Um, an important one, but very, very difficult to have. Um, So thank you for all of your work and to all of the journalists in the city of London who are bringing forward positive stories like this about the family and educating us a little bit. Um, If you want to subscribe to the podcast, we of course are on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, over at lfpress.com. We're going to be back again next Thursday with another episode. Until then, love each other, hug your kids and stay well.